T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The top stories from the KCBS Radio Newsroom. This is the All Local. Good afternoon. I'm Patty Rising. And I'm Brett Burkhardt. Here's what's happening. All of the water that drenched California since the start of the new year is helping to fill up reservoirs. But as KCBS's Matt Bigler reports, the storms have done little to recharge the state's underground water supplies. It's estimated that 5,000 residential wells have gone dry in California in the past decade. One of them is at Misty Vasquez's property in Visalia, where she now has to have water delivered in a 2,000-gallon tank. They come out once a week, fill us up, and and we're able to have water for the house. Even during last month's deluge, another 30 wells went dry in the Central Valley. We have been depleting the groundwater there for close to 100 years. And you could probably take maybe a couple of years worth of all the runoff in California in order to refill those depleted aquifers. Jay Lund, professor of environmental engineering at UC Davis, likens California's groundwater supply to a giant gold mine that is slowly running out of gold. And then when the deposit runs out, that part of the economy has to change. That's what we're going to see in the southern part of the Central Valley. He predicts 10 to 15 percent of irrigated land in California may no longer be available unless the state adopts more sustainable groundwater management. Matt Bigler, KCBS. A tiny cabin village is being built in West Oakland for unhoused residents in the neighborhood following a judge's order that the city can clear out the Wood Street encampment as long as it can offer adequate shelter for the people there. KCBS's Raquel Maria Dillon has more. The cabins sit almost directly underneath a freeway overpass near the railroad tracks. They have windows and lights inside and out. They're pastel colored with purple and yellow doors. And there's 23, I can tell because they're all numbered. Pretty soon there will be many more. The city aims to open this facility by February 13th. And we had no other choice but to stay here. James Freeman says these cabins aren't an option for him and his wife. He lives in an RV down Wood Street and collects and recycles scrap metal to get by. He says he's willing to make compromises, like giving up a couple of his dogs to meet the facility's limit of two pets. But he lived at one of the city's safe RV parking lots before. He says it taught him not to trust the city to run a safe facility. 20 months, we didn't have any water at all. No water, period, in a jug or whatever. We had to go out and get our own water. He also got shot, was evicted only days later, and lost his RV and all his belongings. How can I make my living with 
their rules, what I have to work around their rules. You know what I mean? I did that already before. I did it for two years, and I ended up getting shot for no reason at all. He says at this point, the city and the nonprofits that run these sites will have to work hard to earn his confidence again. In West Oakland, Raquel Maria Dillon, KCBS. Speaking of the unhoused, it's round two for a South Bay state lawmaker who is trying to create a guaranteed income program for homeless high school seniors. KCBS's Holly Kwan reports. State Senator Dave Cortese is reintroducing a bill to give $1,000 a month to 15,000 public school seniors from April to August of next year. The idea is to bridge their housing needs until they either start college or can get settled instead of graduating them into homelessness. He admits this would have been more palatable last year when the state was flush with cash rather than now when it's looking at a deficit. But he insists it's still worth it, despite apprehension from taxpayers who don't think giving someone a check, no strings attached, is very responsible. They're almost all pilots. So I think we as legislators are telling the public, look, we're not permanently locking into this type of safety net, but we want to try it because if it works, if it works, it's very direct. It's very efficient. And so far, what we've seen, whether it's been Stockton or Santa Clara County's foster program or programs in Oakland or Mountain View, it's working. In fact, Oakland's guaranteed income program, which was set to expire, was just extended another six months thanks to an anonymous million-dollar donation. This keeps the $500 checks flowing to some 300 families until June. Holly Kwan, KCBS. Patty, a small family-run noodle shop in Santa Rosa is now bustling thanks to a seven-second video that was posted on none other than TikTok. KCBS's Mike DeWald reports the movement was captured by the owner's daughter. In the video, Vung Lee leans against the counter, forlorn, almost expressionless, staring at a restaurant full of empty tables. At that moment, I just felt really like sorry for him. That's Lee's daughter Jennifer. She helps out at Lee's Noodle House during breaks from college at Long Beach. She says the combination of wildfires and the pandemic forced many regular customers out of the area. She put the short video to TikTok hoping it might get some attention. I didn't didn't know she uh, recorded my video. After that I was like shocked. (laughs) Well nearly a million views later things have changed. It's been like so packed now just because like there's like no seats open. Like the past couple of days like people would be waiting out the door. Some days have been so busy Lee says they've had to buy extra ingredients. She says she's excited to come back home in a few weeks and continue her unofficial role as social media maven documenting the happenings of the coffee park restaurant that opened back in 2003. My parents don't know how to do any of this stuff, so like it's um, mostly me, so I would have to help them out. In Santa Rosa, Mike DeWald, KCBS. Updated forecast from KPIX 5's Paul Hagan. Abundant sunshine and above average temperatures across the Bay Area today. More of the same in store for us on Thursday. Temperatures are going to be a bit chilly to begin with upper 30s to around 40 degrees inland, low to mid 40s around the Bay and along the coast, but then we warm up into the 60s across the entire Bay Area, even hitting 60 degrees along the coast. Get up to the low to mid 60s around the Bay with mid to upper 60s farther inland, but then near normal temperatures return Friday and Saturday. That means upper 50s and a few low 60s. Not too bad, but certainly cooler than Thursday. We'll see increasing clouds on Friday with a chance of showers late in the day Friday for the North Bay and right along the coast. A few hit or miss showers Saturday. Be flexible with any outdoor plans, but don't cancel anything. The showers will be more missed than hit. I'm meteorologist Paul Hagen with your KCBS KPIX 5 first alert forecast. 
Thanks so much, Paul. More on the News Watch now. President Biden gave his second State of the Union speech last night, as you heard on KCBS, to the cheers of Democrats and the heckling of Republicans. KCBS's Margie Schaefer reports he gets high marks from one longtime political observer. Cheers and boos are the norm, but KCBS political analyst Mark Sandalo says it's not normal to yell liar at the State of a Union address. The difference last night was that there were actually people yelling things at the president. I mean, members of Congress were yelling things, Republicans, at the president. Sandalo says it's too early to give the president a grade on this speech that some see as a soft launch for his re-election campaign because it's hard to evaluate the content without knowing if there will be follow-through and what the repercussions might be. I will say this, for a Biden speech, this was at least a 9 out of 10. He is not an orator. This is not something he does well. He got into it last night. It was right out of his Scranton roots. And I think that, you know, for his sake, he hit it out of the park. Sandalo adds those who don't agree with Biden's agenda and the content of the speech will give the address lower marks. Margie Schaefer, KCBS. San Francisco-based Uber is on the road to recovery and basking in post-pandemic good times. KCBS's Jim Taylor reports. Profits are up. Surge levels are down. In the U.S., for example, less than 20 percent of our trips are surging. And that's good. Uber CEO Derek Husra-Shahi sitting down with Bloomberg. Our ETAs are much faster now, faster than five minutes on average in, in the U.S. as well. He's talking about the challenges of returning to a normal workplace. We have two anchor days, Tuesdays and Thursdays. These are the days when we want maximal collaboration, big group meetings, comparing notes. And then you can, you can work from home if you want to Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or you can come to the office as well. So ultimately for us, it's about flexibility. Yeah, by the way, he says it's never been better to be an Uber driver. Driver earnings on average in the U.S., for example, this past quarter were $35 per utilized hour per when they're actually using the Uber app to go pick someone and, and drop them off, etc. Uber, still possessed of one of the better company names of our time. Jim Taylor, KCBS. A woman is suing a massage studio on the peninsula over alleged sexual assault. As KCBS's David Welch reports, the woman's lawyers claim the spa knew the employee was dangerous. The suit alleges the assault happened in May of 2017 at the Burlingame location of Massage Envy. The plaintiff, Jane Epstein, claims Massage Envy knew the employee was a sexual predator, saying he previously assaulted another woman at the same location in 2013. The suit claims Massage Envy Burlingame didn't report that incident to authorities. I thought I was the only one. I thought I was alone. But I am not alone, and my sexual assault did not have to happen. Epstein says it took her years to report the crime or file a lawsuit because she was deeply traumatized by the experience. And she says it's impacted her life in every way since. I felt alone. I felt shame. I felt embarrassment. And I wanted to protect my husband. Epstein's lawyers say they've uncovered other incidents of sexual assault at the same location. In 2018, several women sued the Massage Envy spa chain, alleging sexual assault at multiple locations across California, including one assault at the Burlingame location. KCBS reached out to Spa Envy in Burlingame, but hasn't heard back. David Welch, KCBS. With more on the news, watch your Spratt. Patty, the so-called triple-demic of diseases hit families pretty hard this past holiday season. KCBS's Kathy Whitman reports on what's in store going forward. A case of either COVID, the flu, or RSV hit U.S. households at record rates this past December and through the new year. The trio, dubbed the triple-demic, disrupted life for about 38% of families, according to the latest COVID vaccine monitor survey, 
from the Kaiser Family Foundation. It does take a huge toll on people's work productivity, schools. So these illnesses have a big impact on quality of life. USF infectious disease specialist Dr. Peter Chin Hong says that now numbers are going down. But if more people would take precautions, those numbers could continue to decrease. Washing hands, getting vaccines, and staying home when sick are ways to prevent spreading the viruses to others. And there are some promising developments. We do have RSV vaccines coming out in about a year's time. You know, we're constantly refining flu and then COVID vaccines are going to be evolving as well. And there are also antiviral medications to ease the severity of these viruses like Paxlovid for COVID. But many aren't taking advantage of them. A lot of miscommunication and misinformation about Paxlovid. I think many people don't realize that there are also other interventions like Tamiflu for influenza. Kathy Whitman, KCBS. We have been telling you about some sort of outage that is going on right now at Twitter. The feeds are not appearing to refresh and it's hard to send a tweet. But in other Twitter news, Elon Musk apparently backing off from his threat to cut off free access to a service on Twitter that's an important source for university researchers. More on that angle from KCBS reporter Eric Thomas. Developers are up in arms over a plan Musk announced to charge up to $100 per month for access to Twitter's API, or Application Programming Interface. That's a free feature users can plug into for access to public information on Twitter. Developers use that info to create bots that send out automated information like earthquake warnings and public safety updates. Researchers rely on it, too. People who use the Twitter API for research were given approximately one week's notice about this kind of very dramatic change that was going to happen. Joshua Tucker is co-director of the Center for Social Media and Politics at New York University. He says most researchers can't afford that fee. For the research community, you run the risk of pricing out civil society groups. You run the risk of pricing out journalists. You run the risk of pricing out, you know, individual graduate students who are working on what could become very important research here. Musk says he proposed the fee as a way to help monetize Twitter and to get rid of bots that spew out false information. But after the backlash from developers, he says good bots will still have free access to the API once he defines what a good bot is. Eric Thomas. KCBS. Patty, a Santa Rosa restaurant owner born and raised in Turkey, worries for his family as rescuers face decreasing odds of locating survivors following the devastating earthquakes three days ago. KCBS's Jeffrey Shaw reports. Elias Kara grew up in the city of Okaraman Mamash, near the epicenter of the 7.8 magnitude quake, and it's where many of his family still reside. We lost one young couple which is like uh, mom, dad, and their daughter was uh, eight years old. So we lost them, and right now all my family, they all worry about other people as well. So we have still a lot of uh, relatives, like, you know, my uncles and, like, you know, some other families. Are missing? Uh, Some of them, yes. Elias owns Santa Rosa Cafe, a popular Mediterranean restaurant in the city's downtown. Here we make the soup. It's called the lentil soup. He says it's been hard to focus on his job, especially after he talks with his mother back home. She was so sad and she's like 
it has been three days she skipped crying like I told them like you know it's, it is uh, mother natural so we can do anything but what we can do our best to pray for them he says he knows what it feels like he went through a similar near equally powerful earthquake in Turkey as a boy in Santa Rosa Jeffrey Schaub KCBS we invite you to stay with KCBS as we are going to hear from another Bay Area resident who has family in quake-stricken Turkey as rescue and recovery efforts mount in the wake of the deadly earthquake and aftershocks that struck Turkey and Syria three days ago. Many are grappling with a mixture of hope and dread, and the death toll is increasing by the day, almost by the hour, and people are still missing. Joining us on the KCBS Ring Central Newsline is Oslam Gukla. She's a math professor at Los Medanos College in Contra Costa County, and she has family members in southern Turkey. Thank you so much for your time. Hello. Uh so thanks for giving me a chance to speak right now. Yeah. So my name is Oslan Gukla. I'm uh, I'm from Turkey, and my whole family and I grew up in Gaziantep in Turkey, which is an epic center. And I grew up in Gaziantep. My whole family is in around that city, including Marash and Antakya. So yeah. there is. Uh, it happened like a big earthquake, 7.8 magnitude. Earthquake happened on Sunday night, and more than 12,000 people have been killed and tens of thousands injured after this earthquake. And my like relatives are still missing. I'm not able to reach out most of them. And I heard that my sister is alive. So whenever I hear from like someone who's alive, it just kind of like really makes me happy. However, I'm still like worrying about lots of family members and friends. So every day I'm hearing that some also some of them are still like dying and they are still under the buildings. Unfortunately, like uh, there are many people are on the way right now just to rescue them. Thousands of buildings collapsed and. So they're partic- we're all worried about like uh, all the people's like life right now. So freezing weather conditions, and there's, they they cannot find any food and water. Uh, my sister yesterday night was telling me that like she's not drinking water because there's no bathroom around. They're all on the street. Let me ask you, so it sounds like you are able to talk to some folks in Turkey over the phone. Um, So you're getting some phone lines in. You mentioned, of course, all all the international coverage is focused on rescuing people. But for the folks who survived, are they in shelters? Are they in tents? Where are they? So some of them are in the, uh, like, uh, cars, in their cars on the street because they're really afraid of going into a building. And some of them are in shelters. And some of them still, like, under the building, uh, collapse under the buildings, just they're waiting uh, to rescue. It sounds like you're in touch with your sister. Is your sister in Turkey at this time? Yes, yes. She's in Turkey at this time. I was able to... Uh, actually, I, I wasn't able to talk with her directly. So, but other, uh, my other sister is told me the story yesterday night because we were really worried about their like 
thought, even if I didn't even know they were alive or not until yesterday. Um, so everybody like is really shocked right now. So we don't know how many people are died exactly. So we don't know the exact number yet. So what what are you going to do next in terms of, of trying to help your family from here? It, it must be just an awful feeling. It is horrible. It's awful because I'm, I cannot do anything. I'm just like really trying to send them some money. However, right now, even if you have the money in Turkey, in that area, there is no place to buy anything. So uh, they're not able to find, and as I'm also contacting with some of the friends and the rich families, but they're not able to find any food right now. So I'm trying to like donate to some like places who are helping to those people. And then at the same time, uh, there are some like local charities, so which is like perfect place to like donate, make donation. They're trying to find some uh, like food so they can uh, make some like soups or bread for those uh, people but it's never enough so they're still like on the streets. Well we are wishing you and your family the very best in what has to be a very harrowing situation. We've been speaking with Aslam Gucci. She is a math professor at Los Madanos College in Contra Costa County. She has family members she was speaking of in southern Turkey. New count on the number of dead trees in California is showing the dire health of forests in the state. KCBS's Chris Ancarlo has more on the toll and what's causing the trees to die. More than 36 million trees died in 2022. That is the most severe tree mortality year we've ever had except for one other and that was 2016. Jeff Moore is an aerial survey program manager with the U.S. Forest Service. We fly around in a small six-wing airplane, a Cessna, looking out the window over a two-mile swath and then record on SWAT tablets any areas we see with elevated tree mortality. And they saw a lot of firs, 28 million dead white and red firs. The drought is the root cause here, and in some cases there are too many trees in the forest and they end up competing for dwindling supplies of water. In many other cases, it's disease and bark beetles taking advantage of drought-weary trees. Those beetles were able to infest a tree, breed in that tree, and then increase their numbers dramatically. He says when he started in California 15 years ago, the tree mortality rate was just half a million a year. Compare that to the current mortality rate, and you can see what a profound difference it is right now. Chris Ancarlo, KCBS. The 15% commission cap that went into effect last year to limit the fees San Francisco restaurants pay to delivery app companies has ended. As of January 31st, food delivery companies like DoorDash and Uber Eats can now charge restaurants up to nearly double 30% commission. But owners are not a fan with this decision because many feel chained to these tech companies for delivery service options in San Francisco. According to the DoorDash and Uber Eats websites, restaurants can opt into one of three pricing tiers, with the companies taking a larger cut for restaurants to reach more customers. Subscribe to the All Local wherever you get your podcasts and stream us on your smart speaker 24-7 by saying, play KCBS Radio. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.